Season 2, Episode 88, and oh, it's our midweek bonus episode, and it's already a stupid week for me. Uh, maybe two weeks ago, at my job, we had one of our morning guys move on to another job after being there for about three years or so, which I'm kind of used to. I've been at this job for like 17. I've seen people come and go all the time. You know, it's kind of a stepping stone for other people pursuing other careers, and now we had our manager leave, and we've had a sports director leave, and it's going to be me running the whole place. Yeah. Okay, well, nothing like small market radio. I'm just going to make it all be stupid. And you know what? I think I'll just put this podcast on all the radio stations. The ratings will go up, and, um, well, maybe not. But certainly, you'll enjoy the podcast of all the other stupidity going on around. You big dummy, you big dummy, you big dummy. On a dirt fraud out in space, where it's not nobody knows. Because it's a great big stupid world. Welcome to my stupid world. It is the midweek bonus episode where we have got extra five-star stupidity for you. I hope you give this podcast a five-star rating when you rate and review the podcast, because, you know, when you rate and review the podcast, it helps it to be found easily when people are out there searching for stupidity, okay? And don't forget, you know, if you write a review and it's really stupid, I just might read it on an upcoming episode. Now, this is the midweek bonus episode, the regular weekend episode featuring my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerrero, comes every Saturday. Basically, that's when we try to get the episodes published anyway, where you can ask Pancho about some of life's biggest questions and play along with Pancho with our insane game show that we always enjoy having. So make sure that you subscribe, okay? That way you don't miss any stupidity. You don't want to go looking for stupidity. You want stupidity to find you. Of course, when you download the uh, podcast... You are able to listen to it, but for free. Because, you know, when you get into those areas where you don't have good cell service or bad internet, you know, then it gets interrupted. And you don't want your stupidity interrupted at all, okay? Because there's some serious stupidity I got for you in this bonus episode this week. Especially if you are the average parent that has to tell your kid no. You feel like that's the only word that they know. That's the only word you can say, right? Well, here's a reminder for parents. Look, you're a total buzzkill, okay? At least to your kids. Because you say the word no. They did a survey that uh, finds out that most of us are telling our kids no an average of 23 times a day or 8,400 times a year. I don't know about you, but that's pretty stupid. Here's some of the most common questions that you are saying no to. Can I stay up late? No. Can I have a snack before bed? No. We're asking to buy something random every time you're at the store. Put that back. No, we're not buying it. More screen time in general? No. Can't I just do my homework later? No. Or how about this one? Using their phone, computer, or iPad in bed? No. Give me your give me your electronics. Or watch watching those R-rated movies? No. <laughs> Using the phone at mealtimes. No. Snacking in between meals. No. 
playing outside at night? No! Of course. The requests that we have the hardest time saying no to? Well, it's the snacking in between meals. Or climbing into bed with you. Or putting off homework. You know, kids really shouldn't complain too much. I mean, the poll also found, by the way, that us parents say yes an average of 24 times a day, which is one more time than we say no. So it's almost a toss-up. <laughs> well, some people know how to say no, and some people really know how to hold a grudge. A guy in East Texas recently passed away. Now, a 51-year-old woman named Lori Hines is now facing charges because, well, she walked into his funeral, went right up to the casket, and spit a loogie on him. Yeah, the funeral happened a few months ago, but she just recently got arrested for it. it happened in Tyler, Texas, about 90 miles east of Dallas. Now, it's not really clear why she hated this guy so much, but somebody at the funeral said that well, she's got a beef with him and his family, apparently. Nevertheless, she got an overnight, a free overnight stay in jail. They released her on a $2,500 bond the next day. Now she's facing a felony charge for abusing a corpse. Yeah, I bet you didn't know that you could get a felony on top of that just for spitting on somebody you didn't like. Well, there was an alleged thief in Alabama who uh, tried to evade police by hopping in a river kayak, uh, only to have it capsize shortly afterwards, according to authorities. Now, numerous people had called Hoax Bluff police to report this man who was allegedly seen wandering through the backyards and stealing a lawnmower and a leaf blower, reported the uh, Gadsden Times. Some residents had confronted the man by early afternoon and prompted him to flee to the Coosa River, according to Police Chief Tyler Rowe. Officers uh, arrived soon thereafter and tracked down the suspect in the river. They uh, had his eyes on him, and then they'd lose him. Then they'd catch sight of him again, according to Chief Rowe. They didn't have to watch long, though. He didn't get very far before the kayak flipped, and then he started swimming to the bank where the officers were patiently waiting right there for him, according to the Times, and the suspect was then tackled and arrested. The Attila man, now charged with burglary, theft of property, attempt to elude and resisting arrest, told police he was stealing items to sell them so he could get his girlfriend's vehicle out of impound, according to the Times. They also added that the police had towed the vehicle from the area. The chief also thanked the Glencoe Police and the Etowah County Sheriff's Office for assistance, noting that the Sheriff's Office had prepared to send a boat to meet the man head on. That's just something, though, you don't really hear much about. You know, a successful getaway using a kayak? <laughs> yeah, the perp was uh, found guilty of theft, I guess, right? And of being a stupid moron. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it was fun while it lasted. Well, being a dad is not a very easy task. We're just coming off of Father's Day. And I don't care how big of a goody two-shoes uh, that your kid is. Is it easier these days or is it harder? Well, there was a new Father's Day survey and found 45% of people said it's harder to be a father today versus the previous generation. 16% said it was easier today. 26% said it was about the same. Now, I'd vote for harder just considering the pandemic alone. 47% of the fathers say that they believe they're doing a better job as a parent 
than their dads did. 17% are actually man enough to admit they're doing a worse job. 28% said they are probably doing about the same, and people then were also asked uh, if, uh, generally speaking, fathers today play a greater or lesser role in raising their kids than the previous generation of dads. 39% said they play a greater role, 22% said it's a lesser role, and 24% said it's about the same. And when they asked if society adequately rewards fathers for the work they do, 46% said no, it does not. 23% said yes, it does. 31% are not sure. I would probably side with the 46%. So if your dad is actually still in your life, hopefully you did something special for him on Father's Day. He doesn't want a participation trophy. Trust me, okay? Wasn't it, you know, before we got the cell phones and stuff, you know, and people actually still use landlines, Father's Day actually used to be the day that more collect calls were made, according to AT&T. Hopefully that's changed and people have stopped treating their dads stupid, and maybe there's less stupid dads out there. We can only hope. Well, if there ever was a candidate for the Genius Awards, this one should be it. You know, when you name a kid Le Genius, you're really setting some high expectations. And the decision looks even worse when that kid spent more time in prison than in school. The 22-year-old man in Florida named Le Genius Williams was arrested and was hit with an assortment of felony gun and drug charges. Le Genius allegedly hit his girlfriend in the face with a handgun, then fled the scene in a vehicle that had two loaded firearms, cocaine, and fentanyl. The girlfriend uh, should have known Le Genius wasn't a genius, because when he was 13, he was arrested for shooting another teenager. He did eight years for attempted murder, plus an unrelated robbery charge. Then, five months after he got out, he was arrested for cocaine possession, driving without a license, and illegally possessing a firearm. He was uh, just freed in that case earlier this year. Now, these new charges will probably keep Le Genius locked up for a while because the arrest violates his terms of release. Hmm. Maybe his parents would have been better off just naming him Le Felon. Well, authorities in Tennessee said they're trying to find the owners of a 300-pound missing pig that was spotted wandering loose and damaging property. Of course, that's what you'd probably find in Tennessee. The Carter County Sheriff's Office said in a Facebook post, the sow has been wandering around for days in the Judge Ben Allen Road area. No owners have yet come forward to claim the 300-pound porker. The sheriff's office said the pig has been helping itself to plants in neighbors' properties. Shannon Posada, the director of the Elizabethton Carter County Animal Shelter, said officials are hoping the owner comes forward soon because the county does not have the proper equipment to capture or house the pig. She said, we have no way to transport a 300-pound pig. We have nowhere to put a 300-pound pig safely. That's what Posada told WJHL-TV. Unless we ask for a foster, and we're happy to ask for a foster, but we still have no way of transportation for an animal that large. Posada said officials might ask for help from local farmers if no one is found. 
Locals, I guess, keep trying to scare the pig into submission by showing showing him pictures of bacon. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's me, but doesn't the 300-pound mystery pig sound like one of those reality dating shows that you'd probably see on Bravo? Uh, you know, maybe I might consider sausage, possibly? Well, a since-deleted post from China's state-backed Science and Technology Daily reported that one of the nation's telescopes may have identified signals from alien civilizations. According to Bloomberg, the Sky Eye is the world's biggest radio telescope and captures narrow-band electromagnetic signals. According to the post on Science and Technology Daily's website, Researchers had identified several cases of possible technological traces and extraterrestrial civilizations from outside Earth. A scientist, however, cautioned in a report that the signals could merely be a type of radio interference. But it's unclear why the outlet, which is China's official newspaper of the Science and Technology Ministry, deleted the report. The news had already started to circulate on social media and other outlets, including state-backed ones. And believe me, there isn't a more reliable source of information than Chinese state media, right? Mm -hmm. you know, China deleted the information that some deemed controversial. What do you know? Hmm, wow, that's just so out of character. Hmm, well, let me think about that one for a minute. Hmm, okay. Well, have you ever heard of uh, someone intentionally driving like crazy just so they would get pulled over? Well, cops in Florida were parked along the highway when they saw this car speeding down the road, swerving around multiple lanes. Well, of course, they pulled the driver over and asked all four men to please step outside the vehicle. They later told the men they were then free to go, and the three passengers began to walk back, but they noticed the driver hesitated on the road, and they looked closer and noticed that the driver was making a hand gesture behind his back, which simulated someone firing a gun. So they called him back, and they told him to... Oh, this guy tells the, the cops to pretend like they're writing a ticket because he was being kidnapped by the other three guys in the car, and they had guns. So the cops did. Then announced that they'd need to search the car. Well, they found the guns and arrested the three passengers. According to the police, they'd broken into the driver's home, stole cash, and then demanded he drive them two hours to Miami where they could get more of his money. Now, it's really unclear why they wanted him to drive. Maybe they were just being lazy, but I don't know. Would you call that stupidity or genius? Hmm. Well, a 44-year-old man was arrested for peeping with a video camera at a high school graduation party in Petaluma, California, after a GoPro camera was found discreetly hidden in a bathroom placed inside a cat litter box. A resident was hosting the graduation party at their home for their 17-year-old student. During the party, the GoPro camera was discovered, positioned, and hidden in a cat litter box in one of the residence's bathrooms. A police spokesperson said the camera had been recording for about 30 minutes prior for it being discovered, but 
no one at the party admitted to owning the camera. Well, police seized the camera for their investigation, and of course they watched the video that had been recorded, observing the suspect recording himself as he placed the camera into the litter box. The investigation revealed that that suspect in the vehicle, then the video, who attended the party, just happened to be the ex-husband of the resident who hosted the event. Charles G. Correll of Ross, California, was then arrested in Corta Madera. Detectives also obtained a search warrant of his residence in Ross and seized potential electronic evidence that will have to be processed and examined further. Uh, Correll was then arrested for beeping and transported to the Marin County Jail, setting his bail at $15,000. Way to go there, buddy. Might want to work on changing that kitty litter more often. Well, several people were arrested in a drug bust in Florida, including a suspect that was taken to jail in a one-piece cow suit. The Okeechobee County Sheriff's Office made the announcement in a Facebook post. According to that post, members of the Okeechobee County Sheriff's Office Narcotics Task Force and uh, the Special Response Team served a probable cause narcotics search warrant on a home in Okeechobee. There was methamphetamine, ammunition, drug paraphernalia all found inside the home, leading to the arrest of Richard Anthony Bennell, David Allen Lewis, Lauren Johnston, Monique Rumsley, Carly Lacey, and Kimberly Stein. Now, Bunnell was charged with possession of ammunition by a convicted felon, among other charges, and was taken into custody in the one-piece cow suit and a pink hat. How lovely. The sheriff's office had the last laugh in their Facebook post warning residents who want to deal drugs in their county to consider moving. <laughs> Rumsley was arrested for the sale of methamphetamine, possession of methamphetamine, and possession of drug paraphernalia. Unfortunately, though, his pink, pink bunny costume was at the dry cleaners, I guess. Uh, oh well, there are busts that uh, every police department social media directors praise for, promise. I mean, there's, there's police departments saying, oh, let it be me the next time. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, Follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And now, from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's the Week in Review. 
White House Press Secretary Carrie Jean-Pierre brushed off concerns about gaff-prone President Biden's age and physical stamina amid his plummeting poll numbers. She just can't admit one thing that went down faster than Biden's poll numbers was Monica Lewinsky on Bill Clinton. Jean-Pierre even gushed about Joe, saying that she can't even keep up with him. And if that's true at her age, she'd better see a neurologist pronto. A new study finds that four out of five millennial men are insecure about their looks when they really should be insecure about their personalities. President Biden will meet with Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salam whenever he travels to Saudi Arabia. So the Crown Prince finally meets the Clown Prince. What do you know? Biden is excited to go, mainly because he hears their beaches rival the ones in Delaware. The first reviews for the new Buzz Lightyear movie are in and suggests it, it's a, an entertaining sci-fi adventure film, although one that may fall short of Pixar's expectations. Now, this might make the film producers blue, but they are they only really care if they see a lot of green. See, Yet another spinoff from a series that ha already has four other movies. Hollywood is so devoid of original thought, they may as well be Kamala Harris. In a new interview, former NFL quarterback Michael Vick says that he thinks Colin Kaepernick could still be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And he's the right guy to talk about how much uh, fight that a dog has still been left in him. An explosive device was found outside the family home of a California councilwoman prompting law enforcement to evacuate the area. But, but there's no need to worry because the media ensures us this was all part of a peaceful protest. The explosive was planted near San Jose Councilwoman Dev Davis's home in Willow Glen and spotted by a neighbor who reported the suspicious device. Of course, it's nice to have neighbors like this. All mine does is just peek through my windows at night. I mean, this is such a wild story, but luckily it wasn't an explosive story. Scientists say they are one step closer to creating birth control for men. It's called Lizzo's Instagram. And according to a new poll, Americans feel relaxed for about 40 minutes a day. I can't believe that. I mean, it seems way too high. More than half of respondents say self-care is a priority for them. And I don't mean the self-care people perform in the bathroom for five minutes before bed. Philadelphia police are looking for a man who was caught on camera stealing a 1996 military prototype bicycle worth an estimated $100,000. Looks like bike thieves are doing their best to keep up with inflation. <clears throat> Police said that a man gained entry into the bike shop, Christini All-Wheel Drive Bicycle, by breaking the door's uh, back glass window and then opening the door. Forget the Eagles football team. This is real, a real Philly special, yes. <clears throat> well, Lightyear, that new Pixar original story based on the character from Toy Story, hit the theaters. Yeah, Hollywood is really so out of ideas, they're now creating origin stories for toys. You know, I guess we can have the same kind of an idea, and we'll use Woody, but in a more gritty Western. After the origin story of Buzz Lightyear, we take you to the Wild West for the good, the bad, and the Woody. Reach for the sky. Sheriff Woody earns his badge in a gritty western. There's a snake in my boot. I need a doctor before I die a cold, bitter death. 
It's Pixar's most gruesome film yet. This town ain't big enough for the two of us, punk. You're my favorite dead deputy. The good, the bad, and the woody. And coming soon, it's no country for old toys and the power of the slinky dog. Sadly, Tim Allen isn't voicing Buzz Lightyear this time around. Yeah, due to his political views, he got canceled faster than CNN+. Plus. Republican Georgia Senate candidate Herschel Walker admitted that he has a 10-year-old son whom he has never mentioned publicly and from whom he appears to be estranged, having a kid out of wedlock and totally ignoring him. Finally, something Herschel, Hunter, and the Biden clan can all agree on. No word on who the baby mama is, but if he was hanging out with Hunter, you probably know he'd be a stripper. According to a new survey, 7 in 10 Americans admit they are likely to answer after-hour work emails or messages, and the other 3 in 10 aren't complete losers. Results also show that more than half of the resident respondents have their work emails connected to a personal device, which is dangerous if you're adding an attachment because you have to dodge all those nude photos. Two PETA protesters who superglued their hands to a Starbucks countertop in Chicago over the upcharge for plant-based milk alternatives now are facing charges. Yeah, they're looking at a big fine. Or two cups of Starbucks coffee. Video footage taken by an onlooker showed a cop and a store manager pleading with the two men to take the protest outside. But they'd rather get arrested because jail is way safer than going outside onto the streets of Chicago. Tom Hanks yelled at fans at a New York City street, telling them to back the F off as they nearly knocked over his wife, Rita Wilson. New York City is filled with such creeps and weirdos. Hanks would uh, rather be back on that island with Wilson. New York City is just too much for a guy like Tom Hanks. You know, yeah, he hasn't seen such a catastrophic war zone since storming the beaches of Normandy and saving Private Ryan. A new study finds that Americans overwhelmingly oppose gender tra- or transgender athletes in female sports, or to put it in sports terms, too many balls on the field. Joe Biden took a dramatic tumble while attempting to dismount from his bicycle during a morning ride at Reboeth Beach, Delaware. No broken bones, just a bruised ego. So now that we know he'll be fine, I guess it's time to make fun of the old president. Time for him to go tricycle shopping bicycle joe biden bicycle joe biden can't ride bicycles 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 joe biden can't ride bicycles he falls right off his bike he's too old to ride bicycles he falls right off he risks his life when he stops, he falls down, then he drops, on the ground, like a dork. He says, ow man, the leader of the free world is lying in the bike path. Get that man, training wheels, elbow pads, that's the deal. Wanna ride, get a trike, someone call an ambulance and blame his all on Putin. Don't, Don't let, let this man on a bicycle, Joe Biden, bicycle. Joe Biden can't ride bicycles, bicycles, Joe Biden can't ride bicycles, he falls right off his bike. He's too old to ride bicycles, he falls right off, he risks his life. You know, I'm hearing multiple theories for Biden's bike crash, but I definitely know it wasn't from a lack of inflation.
Biden's been in Washington his whole life, so for him being president, it's like riding a bike, right? During a press briefing, Nancy Pelosi was quoted as saying that we're currently dealing with the war in Iraq. Uh, It might be time to take Nancy's car keys away. But whatever you do, don't give them to her husband, Paul. This was an absolutely unbelievable gaffe. She really has been hanging around the president far too long. Former Secretary of State and Democratic presidential nominee and First Lady Hillary Clinton said in an interview with the Financial Times that the U.S. is on the precipice of losing our democracy. But with the Clintons, you see, you can never be sure if that's a warning or a threat. Hillary emphasized her belief that the Democratic Party should focus on the issues that help you win, as she stated. Look, the most important thing is to win the next election. Jeez, you know, if I... If I was the Republican nominee, I'd be horrified about committing suicide. According to a one-poll survey, one in five parents say they'll never have the talk with their kids. Although the talk these days is about getting screwed at the gas pump. Six in ten American parents say they were raised to think sex was taboo. But you wouldn't know it based on these people's search histories. Scientists report that shoppers who sip on a complimentary cup of coffee before shopping ended up spending 50% more money and buying 30% more items than their non-caffeinated counterparts. But you still won't spend as much as you would going to Starbucks and buying your own coffee. (laughs) The study author says, Caffeine as a powerful stimulant releases dopamine in the brain, which excites the mind and the body. This leads to a higher energetic state, which in turn enhances impulsivity and decreases self-control. So your new life motto should be, only drink that cup of joe if you've got lots of money to blow. Louisville Mayor Greg Fisher was slugged by an unknown man at a retail and entertainment venue. You know, you never want to hear about anybody getting punched in the mouth, but it is nice for a politician to see how the average taxpayer currently feels. You know, Kentucky is known for their bluegrass. But it sounds like this violent assaulter needs to chill out and smoke a little green grass. The son of a Honolulu police chief who had recently been sworn in has been charged with second-degree burglary. Usually getting laid in Hawaii is a good thing. But where this guy's going, it's going to be pretty painful. Zane Logan, the son of Chief Arthur Joe Logan, was charged with second-degree burglary related to the alleged 2021 theft of two bicycles. You know, between this robbery and the President Biden's bicycle fall, it was a bad week for bikes. Researchers are disputing China's fleeting claim that it detected extraterrestrial signals from the world's largest telescope, but China's insisting that they really saw aliens because the telescope was pointed at New York City. The nation's science ministry issued a report announcing that its sky eye picked up signals indicative of alien life before suddenly deleting the study. Yeah, the study got deleted faster than the Chinese doctor that criticized Beijing's censorship of information about the coronavirus. And Joy Behar revealed that former View co-host Barbara Walters nearly fired her back in 2016 for accidentally spilling that Rosie O'Donnell would be joining the panel on the talk show. Yeah, Walters was very upset that Behar ruined the surprise for all nine viewers. Rosie joining was a big surprise, and, well, let's face it, it's kind of hard to contain a surprise that big. 
Obi-Wan Kenobi actor Hayden Christensen recently said that he packed, uh, packed on about 30 pounds to play Darth Vader again. Who knew that Vader was using the Force to snag boxes of Twinkies? Christensen said, I just consumed as many calories as possible. I put on 25 or 30 pounds to fill out that Darth Vader suit. <laughs> hey, it's nice to know that Vader was just like us during the COVID lockdowns. And Charles Barkley was recently asked about the PGA Tour players taking LIV golf money and said, if somebody gave me $200 million, I'd kill a relative. Well, he's clearly kidding because most of us would kill way more than just one. <laughs> All of this chatter really took away from the U.S. Open champ and his prize money, or as LIV golfers call it, chump change. Border officials have found $60,000 worth of meth hidden in a child's booster seat at the U.S.-Mexican border. So it wasn't just a booster seat. You might say it was also a high chair. A recent study finds over 70% of drivers injured in car crashes were distracted behind the wheel. Hey, it's not their fault it's so friggin' hard to text while operating 1.5 tons of machinery. It's surprisingly easy to get distracted, even in the presence of 1.5 tons. I mean, just ask anyone who's ever seen a live taping of The View. <laughs> the survey also reveals that almost every motorist has been distracted at some point while driving over the last year. And, of course, if you're driving a Tesla, even your car gets distracted and crashes at some point. And some 6,000 bees were recently removed from the inside walls of an Omaha couple's 100-year-old home. Needless to say, this story has been generating a lot of buzz. It must have cost a lot to have all those bees removed. I'll bet when it was done, the bee expert said, Show me the honey. And that new Disney movie Lightyear reportedly didn't quite meet the expectations for opening weekend ticket sales. Of course, then again, it's easy to miss the mark when your expectations for ticket sales are infinity and beyond. Uh, and Amber Heard was spotted shopping at TJ Maxx in the Hamptons, which is absolutely how you know she's really lost everything. Yeah, Amber's really flat broke. Pretty soon she'll start picking on film roles for Cole's cash. No word on what she's shopping for, though. Of course, after watching the trial, I'm guessing she probably needed some new bed sheets. I mean, it's probably better that she buys cheap things because, you know, she's going to just break them over her next boyfriend's head anyway. And finally, the governing body of elite swimming has ruled that biological men cannot compete in women's swimming events. And that's really too bad. I hear those men were really looking forward to the breaststroke event. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. 
And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now, this week's Genius Award. And for this week's Genius Awards, it's going to a 28-year-old man who police arrested and accused of firing multiple shots into the ground near a popular restaurant in downtown Grand Junction, Ohio. Richard Farmer was booked into the Mesa County Detention Center after witnesses said he fired several shots into the ground near the Sierra Cantina about 12.45 in the morning. Officers were already near that area responding to an unrelated call and heard several shots. When they arrived, the suspect's shooter had already left the scene. Multiple witnesses told police a man fired several shots and took off. Witnesses described the suspect, and police said that Farmer was then found less than a block away from the shooting. Police also found a gun in the vehicle that Farmer was riding in, so he was arrested on multiple charges, including menacing with a weapon, illegally possessing a concealed firearm, among other charges, but no injuries were reported in the shooting. Now, Sierra Cantina is a Mexican restaurant, so I just was a little surprised that he wasn't firing off in the bathroom. He fired shots into the ground, too, you know, but all the people at the restaurant kind of wanted was ground beef. And then there's this. Oklahoma City police say a woman stabbed a man in the buttocks with a butter knife. According to police, the stabbing took place in the 400 block of Apple Valley Drive near Memorial and Hefner Parkway. Police say that a woman stabbed the man in his buttocks with the butter knife and it caused the man to climb on top of the roof in an effort to get away from the woman. The man was injured in the stabbing, police say, and there's no indication at this time whether or not the woman was arrested in connection to the stabbing. Wow, a butter knife. That's usually used for spreading, you know, but luckily not for spreading this guy's cheeks. Yeah, the man had to climb onto a roof to get away from the woman. Yeah, to which every dude on the planet said, uh, yeah, we've all been there, man. Or how about this one? A 54-year-old Florida man's facing insurance fraud charges. He got busted while fleeing to Cuba on a jet ski loaded with food and water for the 90-mile trip. Ernesto Cruz Graverman was nabbed on the broken-down vessel in the Florida Keys, along with another man known for smuggling illegal aliens, according to the Southern District of Florida. The jet ski was outfitted with a special fuel cell to allow for long trips, and within the compartments of the jet ski, law enforcement discovered a trove of food and water bottles, according to officials. It wasn't really clear how far Graverin got, but he was picked up by the U.S. Coast Guard and taken into custody. A medical device company run by Graverin allegedly sought $4.2 million in Medicare payments for fake claims. Graverin pocketed $2.1 million over just two months before the scheme unraveled and the feds pounced with an indictment. Now, in one instance, Graverin's company, Exico Enterprises sought a million dollars in claims for equipment purportedly provided to 145 patients from a single doctor. But investigators found that those recipients never existed and the doctor hadn't filed any claims on their behalf. Graverin is now being held without bail while awaiting trial, fleeing from the cops on a jet ski. Hmm. This man puts the run in Wave Runner. I think the authorities handled this all wrong, though. I mean, if they really wanted to punish this guy, they really just should have let him wind up in Cuba. And what about this? A Jacksonville, Florida man has been charged with the armed carjacking of a street sweeper 
after a muddy takedown in Flagler County. The Flagler County Sheriff's Office says deputies ultimately arrested 18-year-old Sterling Orlando Davis Jones after a three-hour pursuit that ended in a mud-filled ditch. Around 1 or 4.15 in the morning, FCSO was notified that Daytona Beach police were looking for an armed suspect described as a man wearing a gray hoodie, dark pants, and having short dreadlock-style hair. Police say he was driving a stolen pickup truck used as a street sweeper that was taken during an armed carjacking in Daytona Beach. Flagler deputies say they spotted the vehicle and the driver got out and ran off on foot. The driver, later identified as Davis Jones, was observed running down Point Pleasant Drive with what was believed to be a firearm in his hand, according to officials. However, deputies lost sight of him. Deputies say the search continued while canine teams and Volusia Sheriff's Air One responded to the area. FCSO Communication Center notified the impacted community. And about 7.30 in the morning, a deputy was notified by a resident about a male fitting the description walking into his backyard. Deputies say Davis Jones was ultimately apprehended when FCSO's Deputy Clay tackled him to the ground, both landing in a mud-filled ditch. Who carjacks a street sweeper anyway, huh? I mean, even the crooks in Chicago are like, dude, that's low. Hmm. I mean, this man is really a disgrace to the city of Jacksonville. In fact, he's so embarrassing, he might as well be a member of the Jaguars. And you got to check this one out. State troopers came across an unlikely vehicle on a southern Indiana interstate, an electric Walmart cart. According to a Facebook post, senior trooper Rob Codel came across a man riding an electronic cart while pushing a construction barrel around 5 in the morning on I-265 in Clark County. The Indiana State Police said that the man was taken to Louisville, Kentucky for pending charges while the cart was recovered and returned to Walmart. Officials want to remind Hoosiers unauthorized vehicles like electric carts are not allowed on the interstate. Plus, slower vehicles should always use the right-hand lane. A vehicle that travels at a speed less than the established maximum shall travel in the right lanes to provide for better flow of traffic on the interstate highways, writes ISP. There are some lanes, uh, some exceptions for slower vehicles to use the left lane like inclement weather. Traffic conditions are to give an authorized emergency vehicle in operation the right of way. Of course, it does seem kind of weird that someone would be riding a Walmart cart down the highway. You know, but with used car prices these days, you gotta do what you gotta do, you know. I mean, this really had to be so humiliating. Everybody, you know, finds out now that you shop at Walmart. Oh, terrible. <laughs> and you'll never believe this. The deputies arrested a 51-year-old man outside Irwinville, Louisiana, at a gas station after he reportedly defecated throughout the store and threatened customers and an employee. The West Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Office arrested Joel Pennington after Pennington reportedly tried to assault people in the area. When the deputies got there, they asked Pennington's mother, who was also there, where he was. She replied he was in her van. Pennington began screaming at deputies after they opened the van doors, and after uh, verbal warnings, the deputies used a taser on him twice, and Pennington slid out of the vehicle, was handcuffed, and while he was being escorted to a deputy vehicle, Pennington jumped up and landed fully on his tailbone. The cashier and the customers inside the store at the time later reported that they had to force Pennington outside after he allegedly defecated throughout the entire store. Witnesses also reported Pennington tried to assault the cashier. 
It's unclear whether Pennington was under the influence of alcohol or drugs at the time. He was charged with three counts of resisting an officer, a count of obscenity, and three counts of disturbing the peace in various manners, among other charges. Police were smart to wait until after he had pooped all over the store to tase him. No cop really wants that in their cruiser, you know. I get the feeling, though, he was a difficult child to potty train. Okay, one more. A Missouri home bust into or a Missouri home burst into flames after a dog man in inside the house managed to turn on the kitchen stove that led to a grease fire. Officials said that the incident, which was actually captured on the homeowner's security camera, unfolded in Parkville, just outside Kansas City, according to the Southern Platte Fire Protection District Division Chief Chris Denny. New appliances are being seen with touch controls that activate by a simple touch of a finger. Well, an animal's paw can also activate those types of controls, Denny said in a statement to Fox News Digital. Denny said that only two dogs were inside when the fire began. A video that was released by the Southern Platte Fire Protection District shows one of the dogs standing on its hind legs looking over the stove with its paws on the cooktop. The dog then drops back down to the floor. Then the footage shows smoke filling the kitchen before the stove ultimately bursts into flames. Denny tells Fox News Digital that grease in a pan from the night's prior dinner had ignited. Both dogs, fortunately, were saved, but images released by fire officials show extensive damage to the inside of the home. The homeowner's wife, I'm sure, will never doubt him again when he blames the dog for farting. <laughs> yeah, the dogs were just trying to make some lunch. It didn't include kibbles or bits. Well, if you like the podcast, certainly rate and review it. Give it a five-star rating, please, because, you know, I try to pick five-star stupidity out there. And if you write a stupid review of the podcast, I just might read it on an upcoming episode. And besides, when you rate and review the podcast, it helps for it to show up prominently in searches for anybody that's desperate enough to go out searching for stupidity. And of course, don't forget to share the podcast on your social media feed since, uh, you know, you don't want to be known for being stingy with your stupidity. And don't forget to subscribe either, because that way you can get your stupid fix every time new episodes are published to your podcast player. And if you download all the episodes, you're able to listen buffer free. That way, if you don't have adequate internet or cell coverage, you, you can listen uninterruptedly. And if you're looking for a good podcast app, let me recommend Podcast Addict. It's available at your app store free, or you can have a couple of paid versions. Either way, this is an amazing customizable podcast app. I love it. I use it. And by the way, don't forget, this is one of two feeds every week. Besides this bonus episode, we have the weekend feed that features Pancho Guerrero, my insane Florida nephew, with more stupid stories from Florida and beyond. And Pancho also answers questions from people seeking to tap his sage wisdom. They ask Pancho about some of life's biggest questions. So check it out and play along with Pancho in the weekly round of the Insane Game Show. Interact also with the podcast with the Telegram Messenger app. And you download that app, then join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel. There I post the links to many of these stupid stories from the episodes, and you can read them, discuss what you've read or heard about on the podcast, even share the articles with all your friends, and check out the videos and the 
pictures of all the stupidity. You can also preview that uh, channel and get a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Now the app is available for desktop or mobile versions, platforms for Windows, Linux, Android, or even Apple. Don't forget to follow me on social media with the handle at insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter. And of course, you'll find all this stuff on my website, at insaneericlane.com. I've got one final thought. Today's kids will never know the feeling of slamming a phone shut after an argument. Now, all you can do is uh, poke your screen in an angry rage. If you think I have written all the stuff that goes into this podcast, you're giving me way too much credit. No, I have to give credit to a talented bank of writers that I rely on for most of this stupidity. I haven't got enough hours of the day to go scoping out all the stupidity that's out there, so I have to give props to Mr. Laugh's Comedy and Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio at the United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.